Good morning, everybody. We're up to part six of this eternal marriage covenant between Christ and his church. As we've been looking at, that Christ and his church is the central point, the main point, a marriage covenant. The type of relationship that defines us with God is called covenant, which is very different from a contract. And part six is about being a covenant keeper. We looked at part five, how it's fully possible for us to break the covenant with him. He'll never break this love covenant with us, but it is fully possible for us to break this love covenant with him. When we love another, a possession or another passion more than him, we are breaking this covenant. So instead of being a covenant keeper, we're a covenant breaker. And when we break covenant with another, we are committing spiritual adultery. And that's what we looked at in part five. But in part six, I want to talk about what it is to be a covenant keeper, to be graced, empowered, to be able to keep this covenant, this truth, this reality, this divine fellowship and relationship that God has entrusted to us, us with him, him with us. You see, unless we're living this life by grace, we're living out of our own strength and we'll never be able to live out what we're commanded to live out through our own strength, our own power. This is why grace empowers us to live out what truth calls us to. That's why we're saved by grace. We're not saved by mental agreement with what Jesus did. We're saved by the receiving of the work of what Jesus did within us, which takes us from death to life in the spirit. And then we continue on through this power of grace, which saves us to be able to live out what truth has called us to, the great commandment, the great commission. But we're empowered by another source called Christ himself, who is the power of God, who is the wisdom of God. So we're called to be covenant keepers through grace, by faith. And so it's important to note this reality. Otherwise, we will break this covenant. And it is fully possible because God has given us everything we need for life and godliness in the Son. And I want to read 2 Peter 1 verse 3 to us. Because these are powerful words. It says, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Let me read that again. Seeing that his divine power, his grace, has granted to you and I everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge, not the false knowledge, the true knowledge of Jesus, who called us by his own glory and excellence. Wow, this true knowledge that comes from grace empowers us to live this life of life and godliness. Not be in a form of godliness, like 2 Timothy 3 talks about, but be in godliness and be able to demonstrate a life of wisdom, godliness. The key to being in a marriage covenant is knowing and experiencing God's divine power within you. It's God's divine power, his grace that grants us access 
access to everything pertaining to life and godliness because of this living knowledge that has been implanted within our very being. It's not our strength. It's not our intellect. It's not our giftings. It's not our talents. It's not our bloodline or our heritage or our lineage. It's not the positions that we hold. It's God's divine power and God's divine power abiding in us, this thing called grace. You see, Jesus, as I said before, is the power of God and he is the wisdom of God. And the Jew and the Greek struggled this reality of Christ, Christ crucified. It says in 1 Corinthians 1, 22 to 24, For indeed, Jews ask for signs and Greeks search for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. Now to the Jews, it's a stumbling block and to the Gentiles, it's foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. For us who are being called, this power reality, this wisdom which is contained in Jesus, is the way to life and godliness. We know that the church, God's people, are built on the revelation of Christ himself. In other words, we're built on the knowledge of Jesus. It says without knowledge, God's people are destroyed. Without knowledge, you and I are destroyed. We're not able to live the life that we're called to live because we're trying to live it through our own ability. But when the word of God, Jesus himself, is building his people, his people are fully capable through himself because he's the power of God, he's the wisdom of God, to be a promise keeper, to be able to be a covenant keeper, no longer breaking covenant with God and no longer committing spiritual adultery. We're able to keep the commandment. Have a listen to the promise of 1 John 2, 4 to 6. The one who says, I have come to know him. Here we go. Here's this knowledge again. But does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. Right? So if the truth is not in you, even though you say you know him, you're going to be a covenant breaker. But whoever keeps his word in him, the love of God has truly been perfected. By this we know that we are in him. The one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as Christ walked. What a powerful promise. What a powerful declaration. And this is where we must be serious about our faith. And we must look in the mirror and ask ourselves some very serious questions in relation to this covenant relationship with Jesus himself. And the reality is whether we truly know God or not. So we're able to be a covenant keeper, not a breaker of the covenant. And we need to ask ourselves questions like this. Have I ever experienced the resurrectional power of God within me, taking me from death to life, remembering that Jesus is the power of God? Paul said he received the gospel through the revelation of Jesus Christ, the power of God. He got the messenger. He didn't just respond to the message. He didn't hear someone preaching a reality. He received the work of God, the revelation of the person himself. And he came alive on the inside because Paul received resurrectional life. He received the resurrected one. Second question, 
have I and do I only make a verbal and mental agreement with the word of God, Jesus himself, as opposed to receiving through revelation the living conviction in my heart by the word. It says in Thessalonians that the Thessalonian church received the gospel in power, Holy Spirit, the word with full conviction. Four elements that empowered the, the ability to keep the covenant and be a covenant keeper. Third question, have I only been raised with the do's and don'ts, the rights and wrongs, the good and the bads, as opposed to literally life of faith in Jesus himself? Fourth question, am I more into religious ceremonies, traditions, beliefs, forms, that I am at being transformed by the word himself? Fifth question, Am I more about intellectual understanding of scriptures, studying the Hebrew and the Greek, more than I am about having my mind renewed through the power of the Spirit? You and I, the church, all those of the Spirit, are called and chosen to be a covenant keeper of love through the power of God, Jesus Christ. It was Paul who told us that our faith needed to rest on the power of God, not the wisdom of man. If we wanted to be able to keep this covenant, love the Father, love the Son, and walk in the manner in which they both do. So I pray this encourages you. We have been called and chosen to be a promise keeper, a covenant keeper, not a covenant breaker. He'll never break the covenant with you and I. And so we mustn't break it with him either because he has given us everything through his divine power for life and godliness to keep his covenant. We'll see you soon.